0: This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Thank you for another beautiful year of sharing this podcast a little lighter. When I'm creating these recordings with incredible dancers and recording this right now for you, I want to be clear. It is your heart that I want to touch, your body that I want to sway, your smile that I want to rise. So thank you for being here with me. You help me grow in ways that you will never know just by listening. Thank you. Are you ready for another year of dancing and music and costumes? I hope you are. So how would this year be different? What are some of your deepest desires for the next 12 months? Over the course of this episode, we're going to turn the spotlight onto the soft shadows inside of your mind where decisions are yet to be made. Let's put some of our intentions and dreams into words so that they come into fruition and we can take celebratory bites into that fruit in the upcoming year. I'm going to guide you and give you time to choose one dance move that you will perfect in the next 12 months and choose one life upgrade that you will gift yourself and do a little look back at the insight of exceptional dancers recently featured on this podcast. We'll enjoy flashes of wisdom from 2021 podcast guests Carolina Narikio, Jelena of Belly Dance Evolution, Ebony, Eshe, Kamra, and more. And at the end, I'll give you time to consider the unique role that you play in our dance world. I want you to get something out of this episode that makes your life easier. We'll start with something easy to figure out. Let's start with a concept from a book that Rachel Bryce has used to become the dancer that she is today. The term is Smallest Achievable Perfection, and it is from The Little Book of Talent by Daniel Coyle. I learned about this book from an interview with Rachel Bryce's friend, Rachel Fisher, in episode 53 back in the 2020 years of this podcast. That's an amazing episode, by the way. So what is the smallest achievable perfection that you will work on this year? What will you, the dancer, be able to do 12 months from now that you can't do now? The monster dance move from Ebony's episode 57? The Turkish finger snap from Eshe's episode 56? Find three more places to balance a sword like Kamra suggested back in episode 59. In episode 60, the glowing Amanda heart of Kansas shared a nugget of wisdom that has really helped me with attaining my smallest achievable perfection.
1: My favorite quote is, a
0: little progress each day adds up to big results. I saw what I was working towards, and it helped me keep going to be better than the dancer that you were yesterday. In 2021, I wanted to strengthen my quads and incorporate floor work into my performances. Laying down and rising up from the floor gracefully has been my smallest achievable perfection of 2021. I asked the amazing Sienna Ariel from episode 47 if she could train me to do that. And during a series of incredible one-on-one personal training sessions with Sienna, she showed me how. I never realized how hard it is to be laying on the floor and rise up without your arms. But I'm getting there and I do the strengthening and flexibility exercises that Sienna taught me almost every morning when my kids are eating breakfast. I kind of do it right next to them. Anna Horner of the Salampore School from episode 36, she also showed me a trick to do this where I have my chest going up first and use my arms until I'm strong enough in my quads. I'm going to play you a lovely Kanun Taksim from our band Taksim Ithaca for about a minute so that you can think of a few moves that you want to master over the next 12 months and then pick one. Once you decide what your smallest achievable perfection is and uh, what you're ready to commit to, then write your next step toward achieving it. Did you pick a dance move to master this year? Will you have trouble remembering this? I know I would. Here are a couple ideas. You can set it up as a daily reminder or a weekly reminder on your phone so that it pops up and you need to think about it and click on it in order to clear it. So you might need to schedule something, schedule watching videos of people doing the move, or you practicing the move, something like that. You can handwrite it on a piece of paper or print a photo of someone else doing it and post it where you stretch and dance. You can add it to whatever you're already doing each day. I added floor work and backbend strengthening to my daily Pilates routine that I already have a habit of doing for 12 minutes, you know, on the floor in the morning, like I said, when my kids are eating breakfast. I'm really excited about my next smallest achievable perfection. I wanna be able to use my increasingly strong quads to do a backbend while seated on my knees, so floor work, with fireballs in my hands floating above my arched chest. I have a photo of another dancer doing just that. It's actually on my Pinterest vision board, which I'll talk about a little later in the episode. I have the training plan and the visual, and I'm building off of what I've already been working on. No need to be overwhelmed. Just pick one move for now. I can't resist including a quote from the Ebony episode here. I'm going to talk about the Ebony episode a lot in this because I
1: loved it so much. Here she is. We're not going to run out of stuff to learn and stuff to discover. That keeps us from feeling bad from not knowing stuff right away. Like, we're not ever going to get done. so Right. There is no go, done. Go right. <laughs> you ain't going to finish. <laughs> you
0: know? Now let's take some time to figure out an upgrade we're going to make to our life. If your phone battery keeps running out and the pictures are not as great as the newer versions of phones and the videos stink or keeps breaking, you upgrade your phone, right? And then when you make that upgrade, it gives you more benefits. It's easier to voice text. You have better videos that you could use for your dance. There are a whole bunch of benefits. So let's think about a habit that will bring us continuous growth or ease or joy. A habit that we want to develop and incorporate into our lives that will do these things. And these days, you either upgrade or you become outdated. So what parts of your life are outdated? Maybe you can pick one. I'm going to give you some time. What are some impactful upgrades that we can make to our lives this year? I love to say we are what we repeatedly do. What habits can we upgrade that will bring us closer to achieving the perfection that we just chose? And more after that, take a deep breath. You might be flooded with ideas or you might feel stuck. Either way, we're going to find one awesome upgrade for you. Sometimes it's easiest to start with what's not working, to start with a complaint, a problem. For me, it's the classic problem of lack of awareness. I'm spending hours each day in my monkey mind, getting distracted from my true purpose by things that don't matter and feeling too rushed to appreciate each moment, too rushed to be in my body and breathe and enjoy moving this is robbing me of my power this is blocking my access to joy I started meditating each morning back in 2020 and I've meditated each day for at least 10 minutes for more than 600 consecutive days now I love it that definitely has helped me increase awareness of the workings of my mind and body that was a huge upgrade a couple years ago so what's next What are the frustrating parts of life that we can smooth out by establishing an upgraded habit? What small adjustments can make a big difference? What are some recurring events or memorable events that help us understand our problem? Here's what I'm working with. When I wash dishes, I judge myself. It sounds funny, I know. My mind says, you could be listening to a podcast right now and learning. You could be listening to music right now and dancing. You could be growing and enjoying yourself while you wash the dishes, but I don't stop washing the dishes. (laughs) I don't make that small adjustment of clicking on a podcast and putting a earbud in my ear so that my kids don't ask me to change the damn thing to Thomas stories. I know some of you fail me on that one. I can't have a speaker going because my kids are going to be like, I want to control your phone. I keep washing the dishes and beat myself up for not stopping. Even if I don't listen to a podcast, I could be enjoying just washing the dishes and be present, grateful for the water and the soap and the abundance in my life, or learning something from a podcast while I wash the dishes, or dancing to music while I clean up. What are some things that are hindering growth for you? What is holding you back from making the upgrades you truly want? What's pissing you off? What's not working? Now focus on what is in your control, your own actions, your own thoughts, your own patterns, If you slip into blaming other people or things or forces, that's not going to work for this one. Just acknowledge that that's what's happening and return to being curious about how you may be holding yourself back. Let's start there. What's not working? What could use an upgrade in your life? I'll play about a minute of music again. Did you get clear about something you've been just putting up with that can't actually be upgraded do you see the opportunity for an upgrade i did when i sat down with this i'm going to get a cheaper set of earbuds to keep on the windowsill above the kitchen sink so that they're always there ready for me part of what was holding me back from turning on a podcast while i wash dishes was bringing my AirPods into the kitchen. I have trouble keeping track of them because I don't always have pockets in what I'm wearing. So I keep them near my desk in another room or in my coat pocket by the front door. Now it will be easier to establish a good habit of listening to podcasts or music when I clean the kitchen. I just needed to set those earbuds where I am looking every time I wash dishes. And seeing the earbud case will also remind me to just enjoy and be present when cleaning if I'm not already listening to something. If I want to turn on the Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist on Spotify, because there's so much good music on there, and dance while I clean up, then I'll enjoy it more. Just in case you haven't checked it out and followed the Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist, it's incredible. It's a list of the songs that the people I've had on the podcast, the amazing dancers like Suheila, Salimpur. Angelina, Carolina Noricchio. These are songs that they chose as songs that make them want to dance and that they truly appreciate. And they're on that Spotify playlist. So it's really something you want to have in your life, as well as many other songs that I love. All kinds of belly dance music. There's fusion. There's very vintagey, There's classic. There's Greek. There's all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Again, if I didn't have little kids that demanded my attention and my phone, having a speaker in the kitchen would be the easiest move. But when my kids realize that I'm listening to something, they want to switch it to the goddamn Vengabus again. I love the Vengabus, but I really want to be listening to a podcast when I'm washing dishes. I'm becoming more intentional with time whenever possible. Not rigid, but relaxed and flowing into growth and enjoyment whenever possible. If the kids are with me playing, my husband is listening to a podcast when he washes dishes and it inspires him every time. Every time he finishes washing dishes, he looks at me and he goes, you know what I just learned? And he shares it with me. So I want a part of that. I know where I want my mind to be. I want to either be in the present moment, gaining clarity, or learning, or enjoying myself. Subscribe to podcasts that inspire you, right? And put past episodes in your queue because these past episodes that have been created for you and that would inspire you, they get pushed down the line and then you never get to hear them. So sometimes go to the show and scroll down the list and put the episodes that you want to listen to in your podcast queue so that when you have time to listen to a podcast, it pops up. I want to sit down and curate my podcast feed based on my goals. So that's my upgrade. I hope you found an awesome upgrade. Your upgrade might be to drink three or four pint glasses of water every day so that you stay hydrated and your brain and body have what they need to reach all of your other goals. Here's what Kamra of Chicago shared with us in episode 59 about drinking water and moisturizing. Do you have a feel-good, look-good habit that you want to share?
2: Moisturize. And that actually means from the inside, too. I drink a lot of water. So any type of moisture, water, moisturize your face. It's going to really help with... Basically, everything. So, it helps with preventing wrinkles. It is going to eventually cut down on acne. I know people are like, oh my God, I need to dry my face out. No, (laughs) you need to make lots of moisture for your face. And so, drinking water and moisturizing it is the best thing.
0: I'm just discovering this. So, I just turned 40. And I put so much nice lotion on my face in the morning and massage my face. And I'm like, why wasn't I doing this for the last 20 years? And here's what Ebony of Washington, D.C. and belly dance superstars had to say about staying hydrated back in episode 57.
1: Every morning I have coconut water with aloe in it, and I love it. I start my day with it. Well, before I drink that, I drink 16 ounces of water. That's the first thing I drink in the morning with lemon. And I put like a greens powder in my little shaker. Okay, I put more than the greens powder in there. (laughs) It's my aloe and coconut water with a greens powder, some spirulina, and some mushroom powder. That's my jam in the morning. I'm
0: so obsessed with turkey tail mushrooms. Yeah, it has that in there. I love those. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. And I hear you with the big glass of water. My husband and I started doing that a few months ago, just drinking the biggest glass of water we possibly can with either lemon oil in it or squirted lemon juice, like the stuff you can get in the little fake lemon or fresh lemon juice, whatever. Yeah. And the first half of my day is hydrated, even if I forget to drink water. Me too. More water.
1: Yeah, just get it mostly mm-hmm. done in the morning. And it it's so good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be drinking water. And I'll be like, this is delicious. Like I just scream out, what did we do to deserve this? Seriously,
0: (laughs) you're making me thirsty, huh? (laughs) It's
1: so good.
0: I went on a camping trip when I was 17 with people that I'd never even been around vegetarians before. And one of the women said, you know, if you ever feel sad, just drink some
1: water. And I was like, she's crazy.
0: And then I was like, no, she's not.
1: (laughs) I never thought of that. No, it makes sense. Sometimes people are really just dehydrated. I mean, sometimes there really is something wrong. I'm not trying to bypass, but sometimes you're just feeling a little off. Cause you know, it happens when people realize that they were just hungry and that's why they were acting crazy. Same Mm -hmm. thing with being thirsty, but a lot of times we don't think about that. Right. So I say, just make sure that it's not that, and just stay hydrated.
0: Yeah, well, and what you're saying too, where you drink it, and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like, <laughs> it's a gratitude opportunity too when you have clean water to drink.
1: Yeah, like that's amazing. That's what I'm talking about because everybody doesn't have that. Nope. Mm-hmm.
0: That whole episode with Ebony changed my life. Sometimes when I drink that big glass of water in the morning in my kitchen, I look at my kids and look up at the whole universe above my head and say, what did I do to deserve this? It's just so good. Another upgrade could be to add a gratitude practice into your life. Here's what Esche of Hamilton Canada and Jelena of Jelena's Belly Dance Experience had to offer in that arena in episodes 56 and 62.
3: I learned from Jelena last year. I danced in her Wizard of Oz production. And at the end of one of our cool downs, she start to breathe in and out. And we would pull our arms in as we inhaled. So pulling in all the love and gratitude and then letting go, exhaling all of your doubts and fears. And then pulling in everything you want and desire and letting go of everything that's not serving you. So that's what I do in my classes at the end of class when we're cooling down. I also do it at in-person shows. When we get the cast of the show all together, it can be a nice way for everybody to get to know one another. Sometimes I do it from the stage (laughs) with the audience. So it's like a really transportable one. I think that dance can be just movement. We can strip it away to just movements. Breathing is dancing. That was Ashe and here's Jelena.
2: Honestly, it's gonna sound so cliche, but it's just gratitude. It's something that my mom has always instilled on me, is coming from a place of gratitude and being grateful, looking for the silver lining and looking for the little things to be grateful for keeps me motivated, keeps me inspired, and keeps me creating new things. It helps me to stay in that creative space. So it's just simple, just staying in a place of gratitude. Even when you're down or the times are tough, I get to the end of the week and I call my three wins of the week. So what were my three wins? And it might've even just been, oh, I had this really incredible conversation with my mom or I created five choreographies. It doesn't always have to be the tangible things. It can also be something that I found valuable for myself and for others. So you're celebrating and you're expressing your gratitude. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to release anything that doesn't serve me because we hold on to a lot of things. We hold on resentments. We hold on to anger and memories. It's not going to serve you. And being angry or holding a resentment with somebody, you're the only one suffering. (laughs) That person has moved on with their life. They don't feel that emotion. You're the one suffering in that. So letting go and just releasing it is incredibly valuable.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ebony has something to say about gratitude too.
1: I try to live in a state of gratitude. I am looking for things to be grateful for all the time because that's what I want for myself.
0: And in episode 64, Badria of Belgium shared a
4: related practice of smiling. When I would like to, feel good and look good, especially feel good, what always helps me is to smile. Even though I don't feel like smiling, I am not really into the mood, but I really want for some reason just to be happy and feeling good. I just push myself to smile because our body is incredible. And muscles, when they are used to create smile, gives information to brain of more happiness, more good hormones are being produced. And at the end, you start to feel good. (laughs) So it's a little bit like a placebo effect, I would say. So this is one tip that helps me a lot. When I really want to feel good, I just try to smile and not just push it, of course, so you don't look like a joker, like from the Batman movie, but (laughs) you can also think, Of some important things like gifts in your life and then the smile is much more natural and it enhances your good feeling. What helps me a lot as well, especially when I feel insecure, just to lift my posture, to put my shoulders a bit back, lift my chin up and suddenly it all feels much better and at the end I also look better. That's true.
0: I think it's Lisa Zahia. She said, I stand up in the morning and I stand like superwoman and I say what I'm going to do. Yeah, superwoman She was the right thing. You open up your chest and you lift yourself up and you just feel more powerful, right? Indeed. When we are feeling hydrated and feeling gratitude, dance will move through us even easier. You might even want to dance when you're walking down the street, like New York City's Brenna Crowley in episode 61. Or when you're getting dressed like the dancer witch Danielle Hutton in episode 63. One of the categories with Vogue dancing is runway walk. You're emulating the models from the
5: 80s and 90s. So we're walking hips forward, shoulders rolled back, standing up nice and tall. You have to walk with this brazen, genuine confidence. And I didn't realize how emotional it was for me to practice that when I started. i was always looking down. It changed my life. It changed the way I dance. Even if I'm walking around my block, that sidewalk is my runway. When my favorite songs comes on, watch out because now this is my runway.
0: And Danielle Hutton, also of New York City and Love Letters, talks about dancing in everyday life as well.
6: I'm not somebody who practices for an hour every day, but I put dance into mundane activities I'll brush my teeth in the morning and work on undulations or shimmies. I will look into my closet and I'll do some hip figure eights or chest circles or snake arms. I'm very much into taking these little moments in mundane life and adding dance into it. And it becomes a thing that's just second nature. And I don't have to really think about, oh, I need to do this thing, right? I'm just like, all right, here I am. What am I going to wear to the office? And all the while, I might do a downward figure eight. If I am preparing for something that requires me to put on makeup, that's usually the first time that I'm putting on music and I might be doing some movements while I'm putting on my makeup. I'm embodying Danielle the dancer because Danielle the dancer is a different entity than Danielle the human, even though they both live within me. (laughs)
0: Let's jump back to Brenna Crowley for a moment because I think she says something really important about play. When you have a sense of play about
5: something, the judgment drops. Like when you're relaxed and you have a sense of play, you just go for it. There's no judgment. You're not freaking out about anything. You play for the sake of play. And that's where a lot of really great discovery can happen because you're not worried about what other
0: people are going to say because you're just going for it. Speaking of just going for it, in episode 57, Ebony talked about how to get clear on what we are actually going for on a way
1: to visualize our goals that's easy and we can keep right on our phone. People talk about having vision boards. I created a vision board on Pinterest so that I can look at it on my phone. And I just started putting pictures of the kind of things that I want to show up my life. The kind of lifestyle I want, like wellness. I'm well rested. I love my career. Wellness festivals, maybe belly dance festivals, that kind of stuff. You can add a little bit every day. I look at it every morning. And then if I want a little pick me up in the afternoon or in the evening, I look at it again. It's accessible. It's on your phone. You can check out your vision board and keep your eye on the prize. Thank you, Ebony, for
0: motivating me to build my vision board on Pinterest. That is another place that I have a photo of another dancer doing the dance move that I chose as my smallest achievable perfection so I can see it often. And Pinterest is also where I have a lot of quotes and other highlights posted from past podcasts. So you can search for A Little Lighter Belly Dance podcast on Pinterest and add what you like to your own vision board. Vision boards can be so helpful. Interviewing Jelena and Carolina Noricchio was on my vision board. And I'm so grateful to be able to share their voices with you in previous episodes of A Little Lighter. These dancers have touched our lives partially because they have strong goals and they achieve them in addition to being amazing dancers. And I'm so grateful that they said yes to being featured on A Little Lighter along with so many more dancers I admire. On my vision board for this coming year, I'm focusing on interviewing Zoe Jakes, Rachel Bryce, Oksana Bazavia, and Fifi Abdo. So if you are friends with any of them and can let them know that you love this podcast, that will help. And if you write a review of this podcast, that will also help because that shows that people are listening. I have so many more downloads than I have reviews, so please just take a minute and write a review sometime soon. The interview I did with Carolina Naricchio of Fat Chance Belly Dance, formerly known as ATS, American Tribal Style, was so full of wisdom. This part might help you wear full skirts more this coming year. Do you have a favorite skirt? And if so, what makes it special? I
5: think my favorite skirt would be one of those 25-yard tissue skirts in black. I think black is elegant. I feel good wearing black, and I love those giant skirts, the way you can wrap them around you. It's really elegant. I just love 10-yard skirts and the 25-yard skirts. I just think they're so flattering and so beautiful. I wish we could wear them as daywear, but it's a little too... <laughs> attention getting when you don't need to get attention, you know? But for dancing, that's my favorite. I just think about all that hand washing. Oh, uh, you can wash them in the machine. Get out. Really? Yes, of course you can.
0: Oh, I've never done that.
5: Really? Ooh. Well, It depends. I am a fabric and clothing person, so I'm concerned now. I don't want you to just throw your skirt in the machine and come out in shreds and you're like, Carolina, you promise. But there's no reason why you can't put it on gentle cycle on cold. And then I think you could fluff it in the dryer and then I wouldn't bake it in the dryer. Because basically every time you put fabric in the dryer, it's degrading the fabric right but if it's just a cotton skirt there's no reason why you can't wash it and at least fluff it dry or you could just be totally safe and let it drip dry and then touch it up with an iron i always washed mine in the dryer regardless of whether you hand wash or machine wash your cotton skirt you're going to remove the sizing from the skirt which is probably one of the things that drew you to that skirt was that it had a crisp to it and that crispness is going to go away when you wash it because that crispness is a finish that was put on the fabric right and the water and the soap and the agitation is going to remove that and it's going to kind of go limp so i would say don't wash your skirt for as long as possible there's not really any reason to wash it unless it's got muddy at the bottom if it's got some kind of gold braid rickrack on it or bees or anything like that then definitely no no washing in the machine so Be careful
0: out there. (laughs) I've heard of people putting Bedla in a pillowcase and putting it in the washing machine, like Bella costume. That's also a good way to do it. You have to have a pretty big zipper bag to put a 10 yard skirt in, but it is a good way to do it. When I come back from the medieval festivals that I go to filthy, I I might try to put one in the washing machine now. Try it.
5: One of the reasons I bought my washing machine is it has a 15 minute cycle. So you can do a cold 15 minute cycle and it's the best. I have a front loader, that's another reason. A front loader with a 15-minute gentle cycle is way different than a top loader. Right.
0: I hope you're having as much fun with this 2021 reflection as I am and thinking about ways we can incorporate what we've learned from this podcast into our lives. I've got to add that this past year I discovered how good I feel in the clothes made by Melodia Designs. And I'm in love! There's something so special about wearing clothes that make us want to dance— Big skirts are like that for me too. They're just asking me to spin. The soft and stylish pants that I'm wearing right now actually and the faux suit bra I wear under my clothes and flowy shirts that I bought from Melodia Designs this past year make me want to dance all day long. And Melodia will be on this podcast soon. Woohoo! We have an interview date on the calendar. Before I say goodbye to the past year and to you until the next episode, I want to leave you with another slice of the Ebony interview that has changed my life for the good. She has helped me admit to myself again that I do value sleep and rest and my life is better when I get it. She helped me stop getting up at 2 a.m. and working on this podcast. (laughs) Now I get up at 4 a.m., which is legit because then I actually get 7-8 hours of sleep. So this inspired another habit that I'm adding to my life this year. I'm going to consistently get 7-8 hours of sleep because it will make a difference in many other areas of my life. Here is
1: Ebony. I think primarily what's most important to me in, in terms of taking care of myself is I'm well-rested. I am able now to get enough sleep. And that is so valuable. And I really want that for everybody. Awesome.
0: I struggle with the rested part. I used to be like an eight to nine hours of sleep kind of gal, but now I, uh
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're raising children yeah. or like certain people's jobs are demanding. But I remember this one time on Facebook a couple years ago that I posted, what would you do if you had an extra three hours in a day? I think it was something like that. And the overwhelming majority of my friends put that they would sleep. And that's when I realized how tired everybody is. This is sad. Everybody's so sleepy. This is not good for longevity. It's not even good for your emotional or mental wellness to not be rested enough. I wish for everybody more rest somehow yeah Yeah.
0: if I wake up at 2 a.m. I'm like five hours for me (laughs) you know I just get so excited that I can't go back to sleep (laughs) oh
1: man if I could be a superhero I would be the nap fairy and I would be like we're taking a nap now and the person would be like no no and then I would take a handkerchief something on it and cover their nose and mouth until they pass out (laughs) <laughs> like, I told you to be taking a nap now, and I would have blankets and a pillow, and I would look crazy. I would have a cape and a tiara, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then I would have symbols to wake you up. <laughs> it would be like a <laughs> wake get back to work, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> need it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're inspiring me to try again more.
1: <laughs> yeah, even if it's just like a twenty minute nap, that always helps. hmm. So helpful to hear, right? I hope you got a lot out of
0: this episode, just like I hope you get a lot out of every episode of A Little Lighter. All of the dancers I feature on A Little Lighter have a legacy that they are leaving to us, to other dancers, to their audiences. If you already got one thing out of this episode that will make the next year of your life even more full of health and joy and dance, you can sit back and relax and just be happy. If you want to take it one more step and want to ponder... I'll leave you with this question that is related to the smaller goals that we worked on earlier in this episode. What will you leave as your legacy? What will you leave as your dance legacy? Where and how will your special sauce be savored even after you leave this planet? Empowered students, family members, or friends that borrowed confidence from you and started dancing? Or maybe you make music or costumes or shows for others? Or maybe the precious moments that you spend wordless in movement and music are the legacy that will be absorbed into our world. This podcast and the show notes are part of the legacy that I'm leaving to the dance world. And I'm really honored to do that. I want to make it really easy for this podcast to improve your life. That's why I write up so much of the episodes of what is said in the show notes page on my website. So you can find what you're looking for. You can find a piece that really struck you written down. Thank you, Carla, who helps me create the images and post them on Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube, on Pinterest, hoping that it reaches you. And they send out an email about once a month with highlights from all of these episodes. So it's easy for you to grab on to some of the parts of these podcasts that can really help you. We drastically overestimate what we can do in a year, but drastically underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. Tony Robbins says something like that. What will you look back at and say, I am so honored that this is what I have left for others to enjoy? I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.